Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. What up, what up, what up? We're back, HBCU Spotlight. Got some special guests today. We got my girls in the background making noise. Uh, Cam, uh, Cam Daly, of course. And we got a special guest. We'll let you introduce yourself. Uh, how you guys doing? I'm Brandon Espinosa. I'm the head men's basketball coach at Paul Quinn College in Dallas, Texas. And I'm the director of EYBL at Drive Nation. Cool. Coach, we're glad to have you on, man. So, um. The first question for you is give us a little background on yourself. Um, you know, talk about your experiences, you know, coaching EYBL. And now I think this is year two for you, right, at Paul Quinn? Uh, it's year three, but it's year two year on the four. We didn't play last year because of COVID. So. Gotcha. Well, go ahead and tell, tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been coaching junior college, college, EYBL. Uh, I had the blessing of coaching in the, in the G League. Uh, for a couple of years, I did high school for a year, but just wasn't a high enough level for me. Um, I think it's just been uh, the, the city of Dallas has taken care of me. Right. Uh, I'm a Houston kid. I played small college basketball at a Christian college here in the city. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, coaching was never going to be what I wanted to do. Never thought about being a coach, never wanted to be a coach. Uh, and my mentor in college, who was my head coach, uh, you know, he convinced me to stay on. I needed a couple more credits to graduate. Uh, and he said, you know, you're already a coach. And I'm like, you know, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're, you're an extension of us on the court. You know, you play hard. You hold guys accountable. He said, you know, the plays, uh, you have relationships. He said that that's exactly what coaching is. And so, you know, I kind of took a step back and I was like, well, you know what? I need to graduate. I need to get this done. So, you know, I'll stick around. And, and credit to Coach uh, Charles Williams, he played at Oklahoma State, uh, for kind of putting that bug in my ear uh, and really changing the trajectory of my life, right? Um, and since then, man, the city of Dallas has really taken care of me. Uh, I've done EYBL with Jeff Webster at Pro Skills. Uh, I'm now with Jermaine over at Drive. 
which those are the best players in the country, right? The EYBL players, that level is the absolute highest level of high school basketball. It's, it's not a question, right? It's a fact. Yeah. You can look at the stats. You can look at the draft boards. It's a fact. Um, and then really, to be honest, my time with the legends, right? Uh, you know, my head coach when I was with the legends is Eduardo Najera. Uh, it was it was a God thing that happened. You know, I'm a man of faith. Um, I don't believe that anything happens on accident. Right. Uh, just in the gym one day, saw him rebounding with his wife. I'll tell you the quick story. Uh, his wife was rebounding for him. Excuse me. I was in there training at a, at a church in Plano. And I just said, hey, man, you know, you, you need somebody to rebound for you. You know, hey, you, you need somebody to work you out. And uh, it turned into uh, uh, me working him out in the offseason. He was still playing in the league. And then, uh, you know, I never charged him. I never charged him a dime. This dude's waking me up at five in the morning, not showing up until six or seven. I mean, you're a trainer, so you know. Yep. Uh, and and I never charged him a dime. I just said, hey, you know, when when it comes time for me to apply for a job, I just want you to be a reference on my resume. And this dude says – uh, hey man, you're smarter than you look. And I said, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he took the job with the legends and, uh, I got a chance to work with guys like Charlie Parker, a uh, longtime Mavs assistant, yep. uh, Sagana Jop, who's now an assistant with the Houston Rockets, yep. uh, Jami, who was with, uh, who was with the uh, Orlando magic when they played the, the Lakers in the finals, uh, Bill Peterson, who's an ops guy at, uh, at Baylor. I mean, Nick Van Exel, who's a basketball savant, he's with the Hawks now. Like, that's like getting a master's in basketball. And so was I necessarily ready for that opportunity at the time? Absolutely not. But I showed up early. I drove the the vans to pick up the players. You know, I took them to the doctors. I did player development. I rebounded. You know, was I necessarily ready for X's and O's and philosophies and all that? Absolutely not. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But to be a sponge and to soak up that opportunity for two years – really kind of helped me develop who I was going to be as a coach and kind of the things that I really wanted to work on. Uh, and, and I just sat back, watched and learned. Um, and it's all kind of led up to this opportunity at Paul Quinn. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I had, I had mentors and, and people tell me, Hey man, don't take that job. You know, you can go here, you can go there. Um, but when I met with Prez, uh, uh, President Sorrell, we call him Prez. Uh, but when I met with him, when I went in for the interview uh, and they sat down and they told me what they were trying to do at this place, I mean, I was just blown away. Uh, it, it's a small college in, in, in Dallas, right? South Dallas. Um, but for us, uh, the vision that was presented to me about doing something global, doing something nationwide, showing people that, you know, it's not just sexy in a certain time to be at an HBCU it's a staple. It's a staple in our country. Uh, you know, it's, it's a place where you can be you. Uh, it's a place where you're valued, not just for being a basketball player, but for being a human being, being a student. Um, you know, it's just it's just a really special place. It's a really special opportunity. And I think we've got the chance now uh, to be great on and off the basketball court. And so it's, it's really exciting. Got it. So my next question to you is, how is it for you? coaching at an HBCU, um, not only as far as, you know, everything that goes on day-to-day basis, but also for you, you know, trying to recruit in that Texas area, especially at an NAIA school and an HBCU. Yeah, I mean, I think, 
first of all, it's a blessing, right? Um, it's an honor uh, because we have the opportunity to go out and, and help young people achieve, you know, their, their goals. Um, obviously, recruiting is a big deal for us. Um, we've gone out and, and, and we've recruited some really big time players for our level, right? We've got some mm -hmm. Division one transfers, some JUCO transfers, some D2 kids. Um, you know, that's that's what this is all about. I mean, you, we can talk about, you know, how they're special in the classroom. We can talk about how they're great people in the community, right? But we've got to have players that, that can come out here and, and win games. Mm -hmm. and, and we do that by making sure that we utilize the relationships that we have. Um, you know, I think the, at our level, the NAI Division One level, every single person thinks that their kid can play at our level. And that's, that's just not true. It's, it's not true. Uh, you'll see guys that are top 100 kids in the country and they're not tough. And those kids can't play here. And that's facts. I mean, I coach top 100 kids in the country every summer. And so for us, it's about identifying the right level of talent. It's about building those relationships. We don't just recruit kids. We recruit families. We make sure that we know everything about the kid. We're going to make sure that they're great in the community. Like I said, they're good students. Uh, they've got to be tough. They've got to be kids that are willing to do the work. Uh, we don't want the kids who are, who are on social media posting videos and working out, you know, for the camera. But then when it comes to a closed door practice, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're not here every day. We want guys that are present every day. We want everyday guys. And so uh, we, we, we've been lucky. We've been blessed, right? We do the work. Um, we've got some really good players and guys that we think can really help us uh, win some big games. I mean, we've got in our conference, we're in the Red River Athletic Conference. We've got three to four teams that are ranked top 25 in the country every year. And so we've got guys that make the final four. We've got guys that make the sweet 16, the, the elite eight. We got, we got top tier competition. But then the other thing that we do is we schedule division ones every year. You know, we're going to play four to six division ones every year. Uh, I don't know how many NAIA schools uh, do this. Cause I don't, I don't follow NAIA colleges. You know, we're trying to be like a division one level program, but we'll play on ESPN plus four, four times this year. We'll play on the SEC network. We play Missouri this year. So I don't know how many other NAIA schools are doing that, but I know we're doing that because we want to give our guys the opportunity to play against the best players in the country on the highest platform, right? Like ESPN, like SEC network. Uh, and that's to get us in preparation for our season. I mean, we don't have a choice. And so uh, I think it's just really important for us to make sure uh, that we're giving our guys the hardest version of the test. Uh, that's, that's holding them accountable off the court. That's making sure they're taking care of business in the classroom. Uh, we do player development. We do strength and conditioning. We do events, you know, just like any other place. We want to be the face of our college. And so we do events in the community. Uh, we have a partnership uh, with J.P. Morgan Chase. Our school does. We, we, we do corporate internships. You know, I don't know if you guys know this about us, but we're one of the we're the first urban work college in the country. Mm. Uh, so we've got a lot of special things going on. It's a huge responsibility. And the players that we recruit have to know that that's what they're doing when they come here. <clears throat> you know, uh, our, our, you know, the way that we do things in higher ed here is it's it's reality based education. Right. So you're doing projects. There's not a job in the world, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work for a big time Fortune 500 company where you don't work with people. Mm. You know, it's project based. It's it's uh, critical thinking. 
Uh, it's problem solving. And so we do that in our program as well. I mean, you, you got to be able to figure it out. And we're not going to call a timeout every single time a guy makes a mistake, right? We don't have enough timeouts to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just, it's just for us, it's, it's about identifying uh, the right level of talent, uh, you know, the right type of character, and then uh, someone who we think we can develop, right? And, uh, and then bringing them in and, and getting to work. So it's, it's really a special time for us in our college right now. Have, have you talked about going viral yet? I'm, a, I'm, I'm jumping in. Are we talked about that yet? <laughs> no. Can we, talk about, can we talk about that yet? I, I knew you hadn't. I had to, I had to lead into it that way. So uh, talk about the vision behind the court and, and the, the remake. Talk about the history behind it. And obviously, shout out to um, the gentleman that made it. I'll let you kind of lead the way on, on that as well. Yeah, I mean, the court is special. You know, we, we do things here at Paul Quinn with, with a purpose, right? Um, I've never seen a court like it. Uh, it's the first of its kind. Uh, you look and, and to, to the naked eye, it's, it's, it's downtown. You know, we don't know what downtown it is, but I see there's buildings. And, and so, you know, it looks, it looks cool, right? Uh, but when you look at the message behind it, right, it's, it's 1920s. Uh, Jim Crow era, Dallas, Texas, right? A time when uh, people of color were not allowed in downtown Dallas, right? Weren't welcome. And so for us to use that as our court, it means something, right? Uh, you know, Paul Quinn is a historically black college and university. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what's behind that is, is we're educating African-Americans in a time when, when segregation was, was, you know, something that was just a part of what our country was going through. It was, it was the DNA of our country at the time. And so a place like Paul Quinn is built on the shoulders of giants who are, who are making these steps for their people because they're trying to make a better life. Right. And so you transition that to 2021 when it's quote unquote sexy uh, to, to be at an HBCU and to support an HBCU. It hasn't always been like that, and it may not always be like that. Uh, but for us to, to have a court like this for our guys and for our community, right, I think it's important. You know, uh, kids should play uh, middle school, high school playoff games, uh, bitty ball. Uh, Buff had an event in it last night. People should grow up on, on our campus, in our facility, that live in this area. It should be very normal for you to be at the college, at Paul Quinn College. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that's what we're working towards, right? Uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, we had to fundraise. There's there's not a lot of colleges that came out of the pandemic better than they were before the pandemic. Mm. We were one of those colleges. Um, I think it's, it's a special time for us, not only because we have a brand new facility, uh, the first new buildings on campus in 40 to 50 years, right? But for the first time in a long time, man, Paul Quinn College feels like the home team. Mm. It feels like the home team. We're getting all kinds of support uh, on social media. Uh, we're getting support from from platforms like ESPN. They ran a story on us. Yep. Um, we're, we're getting alumni reinvigorated because now they can come on campus and they can be a part of this new movement that we're having, right? It's just a special time. 
Uh, our, our president has worked really, really hard to make this place about more than just, you know, uh, a physical building, right? More than just the history and the tradition. It's about what we're doing now. This is our time in history now. You know, we can't just live off what somebody else has done. It's about the mark that we're going to make. And I think it's important. And I think it's important for our guys to know that, um, you know, I got I, we got the questions, too, from our own guys. Like, what is it about? Well, you know, I didn't know that. Or, or what are they talking about? Um, you know, shout out to, to Ryan Parker, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Freaky Three Creative. Right. Um, he, he did a great job. Uh, of, of really listening and doing his research and figuring out what we were trying to do and who we are and, and who we're trying to be. Right. Um, and I think he just, he just hit a home run on the design. Uh, I think Prez's vision for it was spectacular and to see it all come together last night and to have one of our drive nation guys playing on it. I mean, it's just a special moment. Uh, it's it's not something that everybody gets to do. Not everybody gets to open up a new facility. Um, today is actually our first home game. Uh, so it's just exciting. Uh, you know, everything we do here is, is with a purpose. Um, and I'm just I'm just so proud to be a part of it, man. It's it's really, really exciting. And it's and it's humbling, to be honest. Yeah, wow. I was going to say, talk, talk a little bit about it. So much that you said there. Um, I'll let you go ahead and go first, Cam. I was going to ask about the president next, but go ahead and go first, Cam. Please. Oh, nah, I'm 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 like in awe because I, I saw the gym, I saw the floor, you know, on Twitter. Everybody's talking about it, yeah. You know, and like you said, it's it's quote unquote sexy, and everybody wants it. But like some of the stuff I looked at on there is like, man, you're telling a story, and then you got the the we in the paint, which mm -hmm. is the paint is big, and you got the me at the free throw line, which. <laughs> yeah. You're telling the story, man. And you said something very powerful to me was like the community's coming in there and they're playing on the court, but they're also seeing the HBCU, which a lot of HBCUs are in the poor parts of, of cities and towns. But they're not seeing or they don't know about what's going on inside that school because they're not letting the community inside. To see what's going on so major respect to you the, the president like you talked about just paul quinn period but let me ask you before burton gets takes over yeah how yeah. hard is it for you to recruit kids to come to paul quinn and naia hbcu i mean it's it's i wouldn't say it's hard i think it's the reality of being an naia division one right mm -hmm. i think that we're trying to identify that are good enough to help us win games here, uh, we're not necessarily gonna get them the first time out, right? I'm not gonna get them right out of high school. Uh, I may not get them after their first year of junior college, right? But we recruit them, we build relationships. They know that we care. They know that we're doing something special here. And so if something happens at the place that they do decide to go to, we're right there waiting on them. Uh, you're talking about division one level players. I mean, we got, two kids that I coached at Nike Pro Skills, two guys that played on the EYBL level, the Reedus twins uh, who were over at Texas Southern. Uh, they went there for a couple of years. It didn't really uh, work out for them. And so who did they call? They called me. Hey, coach, we're ready. Never lost touch, never stopped recruiting them. You know, there's a genuine relationship there. So it's not just about, hey, are you going to come play for me? Checking up on you. How you doing? How's the fam? Uh, and now they're here with us, right? 
those are two guys that we, you know, to other people, we shouldn't have been able to get. And never would have got out of high school, right? And would have never got them out of high school because they had 10, 15 offers or whatever. And yep. and so they decided to go somewhere together because they're really close. And so that's fine. You can come here together. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's what it's about. I mean, I think you look at the Division Two model. The Division Two guys are, are recruiting Division One guys. They're not recruiting Division Two guys. Mm-hmm. You look at mid-majors, they're not recruiting mid-major guys. They're recruiting high-major guys. Mm-hmm. We're doing the exact same thing here. But the difference for us is – we've got to be a year ahead because we're going to get the guy that we were recruiting two years ago. And we do mix in high school kids. We do mix in uh, uh, post-grad kids and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, with this year being a little bit different, everybody got another year. You know, we've got a couple super seniors um, who are going to play major minutes. And so for us, it's, it's, it's really about those relationships um, you know, you look at my roster, I've got a lot of kids from Houston. I've got a lot of relationships with Houston. I think very similar to like what TCU has done with Mike Miles. We've got to prove ourselves right with a Dallas kid. Right. Right. We've got to recruit a Dallas kid that people know there's name recognition uh, there. He's got to choose us. Right. And then we've got to prove ourselves right. Right. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. Not because we don't want it to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. It will happen yeah. because we're working. Um, but, you know, it's 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 about relationships. It always will be. Uh, and, and that's going to be the DNA of, of our team and, and the character of our team. It's going to be how hard we work in recruiting and who we can get. Um, but it's 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 not about who we who we, uh, you know, who we can't get. It's it's about the relationships that we have and and really the reality of getting them on the bounce back. Right. Yeah. That, that Mike Miles comparison is a good one because TCU hadn't always had a Mike Miles either. And they had been working to get that Dallas face. Uh, they had RJ. They had some guys along the way. But the point with Mike Miles is he's from Lancaster. He chose TCU. And now he's made it where guys want to be there that are from Dallas. Because sometimes when you're there, it's too familiar. and You almost take it for granted. So recruiting a Houston kid, it's like, oh, I'm going to Dallas. Let's do that. Sometimes a Dallas kid to stay home, it's a little different. Now, once you get that first one, then it, then it starts happening. So I'm, I'm excited for you on that. Um, talk about President Sorrell real quick. I mean, he's a he is the, the mastermind behind this whole thing. Talk about him if you don't mind, uh, real quick. I don't I don't know if there's very many people that have a relationship with the president of their college the, the way I do. Um, he's he's real. Oh, one second. Sorry about that. Cut out. Motion sensor in here. I apologize. No, you're good. Um, he, he, he's a really special human being, uh, you know, to see what he's done with the college. I mean, he's told me the stories. There were times where they didn't think they were going to make payroll. Uh, there, there were times when uh, school had to start late uh, because enrollment was down. Um, you know, he had to come in with a vision and then be able to execute that vision. And, and a lot of times, like one of the things that we have in common is sometimes when you have something in your head, other people don't necessarily understand or agree with uh, or can comprehend the magnitude at which you see this thing going. Right. Um, you know, and so for him to be able to execute all these things that he's done, the college is the first urban work college in the country. Uh you know, you, you see our brand, the We Over Me brand, where mm-hmm. the needs of the community supersede the wants of the individual, right? 
um, the the reality based learning that he's done at the college, us having corporate partnerships with JP Morgan Chase, like there's there's not people that have this kind of influence at a small college like Paul Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's national. It's 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 not influence that's just local, right? Um, you know, his his son plays basketball. He's he's a big time player. He's going to be a big time player. And so we have conversations about that navigating the space. Um, it's it's a flawed space. Right. And so you have to be able to find people that you can trust, whether it's a trainer, like we talked about mm-hmm. uh, offline, whether it's a coach, whether it's an organization. Um, but, you know, for, for me, uh, being able to have him as a mentor, right, not only with things that have to do with the college, but, you know, I've got a six month old. It's, it's my first, my first child. I have a daughter, um, feeling and hearing and listening to how he navigates being a president and a father Mm. is is special. Right. Uh, and that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Like this guy's a college president. Uh, he was on fortune 500 most influential people in the world. Uh, and he's a big time dad. I mean, it's it's a blessing to be around people like him and Jermaine uh, and have them as mentors uh, and to be able to watch their daily walk. I mean, he's not just talking about it. He's doing it. I mean, look at this court. Like, this is a vision that, that he had that nobody else could see. And, I mean, you should have seen him last night at the game. <laughs> I mean, that too. He was smiling ear to ear. He couldn't stop. I mean, why would you? Uh, it's, it's like his baby. Um, and, and to see it all kind of come together after the long suffering that some of the college had, uh, for the fruits of those labor to be coming to pass now. I mean, that's, that's why I keep saying it. It's such a special time to be here at Paul Quinn college and to be able to work for, uh, somebody like work with somebody like, uh, Michael Sorrell. It's, it's, it's a huge blessing. Yeah. I love it, man. You've been, it's been awesome. Uh, we could do this for, 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 a whole another segment. So we'll have to have you back at some point, man. You've done yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I know we haven't. Uh, we're from the same. You represent a city that I'm from. So yeah. we, I've reached out many a times. We've had some good conversations. We haven't had a chance to really connect, connect. But I just appreciate you uh, and all you're doing for the city, uh, all you're doing to give back. And uh, I, I'm, I have so much respect. So I want to make sure we spotlighted you because in your situation and, and what you're doing there because it deserves attention and uh, you, you got this interviewing thing down pretty good, man. You're getting pretty good at this. Oh, man. You know, before you before you get these opportunities, you know, you practice in the mirror. When you know nobody wants to interview you, you're in the shower having them. <laughs> like, Lord, please bless me one day with these opportunities. Uh, I, w- I want to congratulate you, uh, Brian. I saw that uh, you're going to be the new color commentary uh, for the University of Northern Colorado. That's a that's yeah, yeah. time. Uh, I can't wait to see what you look like with some makeup on. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> a little blush, you know what I mean? But but it's a big deal. I mean, you know how hard this business is. Yeah. And so a lot of times what people talk about is, is all the good times, all the big opportunities, but they don't talk about that time when there was doubt and they don't talk about that time when they had to push through adversity, you know, and, and I think that needs to be more normal, right? Talking about, how it was hard talking about the tough times 
so that the people that it does reach, the people that do get a chance to listen to our stories, they understand that it's okay to not be who you think you are in the moment. And so congratulations to you. I can't wait uh, to get to Atlanta to visit with my boy. Let's see if we can make this uh, HBCU classic happen. Yes. Uh, but I'm just thankful for the opportunity to just spotlight our college. Uh, that's what it's about because it really spotlights our players. Uh, they're, they're a special group of underdog kids who for the first time in their life, guys, this is the first time in a lot of their lives that they are in control of their own story. Mm. And it's, it's powerful. It really is. And I remind them of it every day and I hold them accountable every single day. Uh, but when you get a chance to watch these guys, it gives you a sense of, uh, of joy because you're like, man, I'm proud of these dudes because mm -hmm. they made it from where they're from. Right. And, and to where they are and now they're in control. Now that doesn't guarantee that we're going to be successful. Right. It guarantees that they have the opportunity to write their own story. And I think that's, that's what it's about here at Paul Quinn. We allow players, we allow people to tell their stories. Yep. That's what it's about, man. Appreciate that greatly. We, uh, we're doing the same thing here. We want we want to let people tell their story and not just talk about the easy stuff, but talk about the hard stuff. So we appreciate you getting on today. And uh, like I said, when I met you, when I first reached out to you, I was going through an adverse time, and I was thinking about, man, do I need to coach with Drive Nation? Do I need to get over there and be Espinosa's assistant? Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Let's do it. I, I I love what you're doing, man, and, and I think we had that conversation about Division One and all that different stuff. And I said, man, if you treat where you are like it's everything, all that other stuff will happen later. And I love how much pride and how much ownership you're taking in your role because uh, you're making it where it's a, a cool place to be. And I think that's what it's about. So um, that's all I got, man. Cam, I'll let you close this out. Man, Coach, I'm going to tell you like this. Your whole interview, um, if you coach 25% like your interview, man, I'm, I'm sending you kids. Yep. Hey, I appreciate um, that. I do. Yeah, like your whole interview, you you sold me. Um, much respect. Yep. Good luck this season. Um, me personally, man, you're a shining star in this business, man. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I respect it. Yep. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I do. There's not a lot of uh, Hispanic Latinos coaching. Yep. Um, and so you have to be the best version of yourself at all times. Yep. Um, and I'll share this with you guys real quick. I don't want to uh, overstay my welcome. Uh, but getting the opportunity to coach under Eduardo Najera, who was the mm -hmm. first-born uh, Mexican player to be drafted, it, mm -hmm. it was a big deal, right? Like to the common fan, maybe to the Sooner fans, like they love Eddie and, and he's one of the best players to play at Oklahoma. But to the normal fan, Eddie was a role player. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, you know, was on some Dallas Maverick teams that were good. He played on a really good Denver Nuggets team, right? But to me and in my community, uh, he's he's a star, right? He's a legend. Uh, he's the first. He's a trailblazer. And I learned from him a long time ago that sometimes going through this business, you know, you're going to be severely undervalued, right? Mm. People are going to judge you. Like he, I used to have a, I had a, I had a taper fade with an edge up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was clean. I was lined up coach. It was clean. He told me, he said, listen, you didn't play in the NBA. You need to shave. You need to grow your hair out, comb it over to the side. I had a long, long beard. I just cut it down. My wife is proud of me. Uh, this is as long as it's ever going to be. Uh, 
But Eddie was one of those guys. He's like, you got to be professional because there's like five of us. You know, we, we don't have time for you to make a mistake because if you make a mistake, you're, you're killing the next 30 guys behind you. And I never thought about it that way. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm trying to figure this out just like everybody else. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have a choice. And, and that was big. That was special. Um, you know, so I think, I think for me, uh, the opportunity to be able to represent these guys, right, and represent these college, this college and invest in them the way that my mentor and head coach invested in me, uh, it changed the trajectory of my life. And if I can do that for one kid, if I can do that for one kid, it, it's all been worth it. It, it really has. My mentor uh, played with Bill Self at Oklahoma State, and he was talking to me about how uh, everybody loves Bill, and if he wouldn't have gone and played overseas for 15 years, you know, maybe he'd be at Kansas, and maybe it would be him. And, and he was, like, in his feelings a little bit one day. And Bill and, and John Calipari at the time had came to do a camp at Dallas Christian College, this little bitty college in, in Farmers Branch, Texas, right? Uh, and, and I told Coach, I said, Coach, his – kingdom is on earth right like he has all this love and praise he's a great coach great guy i mean i'm not saying anything bad about him right bill self is a big time coach i said but coach your kingdom is not here it's waiting on you up there amen so what are you complaining about i mean that dude almost cried that day and i i, I hold him to that to this day i'm like we're not worried about this like you, you're coaching your head coach you want championships like you know you're doing it the right way and so I think learning from those two guys, Eddie and Coach Williams, man, it's it's been a blessing. And it keeps me, you know, it keeps the perspective there, right? Um, it's it's a huge responsibility, and I'm responsible to my guys, to my family. Obviously, I'm a man of faith. Um, but we're doing some special things here. I can't wait for you guys to come to the campus yeah. uh, to check it out. Um, please watch us on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we got Southeast Louisiana on the 14th. Um, but what a great time to be at Paul Quinn. Uh, what, a great, what a great time to be in the new mecca of basketball, Dallas, Texas. Um, it's just it's just really, really special. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Shout out to Coach Charles Williams. Uh, he's a friend of mine and been great to me as well, so I got to give him a shout out. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much, man. Great luck this season. Thanks for coming on, and we enjoyed it, man. This, is, this, is, this was gold today, so we look forward to having – be back on at some point in time in the near future, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. And we'll be rooting for you. You know that. Let's go. Go Tigers. All right, man. Awesome stuff there, man. Awesome stuff. I let uh yeah, that's home. Uh shout out to the new court, of course, but there's so much more that's going on there than just the court. So that's why we wanted to have coach on today. Uh, I think anybody who watches this interview or listens to this interview can see Paul Quinn College has some major things going on and they're on the uptick and I'm excited for uh, them to have a chance to get that spotlight. So we'll let Cam Daly close it out as we like to do, and then uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, hey, um, another great interview with a uh, another great HBCU coach. Um, I was blown away. Like, I could sit and listen to him talk forever um, because he's great at what he does. Almost like, you know, when I played for Ben Job, man, you could sit and listen to Job tell stories for – for years and you know we'd be stretched and then had to stretch again after he finished telling stories um, <laughs> like we always say hey give hbcu a chance right. whether you're whether you're playing or not 
give HBCU a chance. Um, like we say, it's always not about the name on the front of the jersey. It's always about your experience. So, um, B, thank you again for doing this. HBCU Spotlight is wonderful. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We're going to keep spotlighting all year long. You know where to find us. Uh, YouTube will be on Apple and Spotify as well. Um, but, yeah, we just look forward to continuing to do it and continue to spotlight HBCUs, man. So, Cam, appreciate you. Yes, Have sir. A great one. We'll be back soon. Respect. All right. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.